kick off your boots and put down your hunting knife. It's time for the Outdoor Man Podcast with the man himself, Outdoor Man Dan. Join us for fun stories, useful how-tos, and insights into what being an outdoorsman means today and what it may mean in the future. From ethical hunting and conservation to new stories to tell around the fire. Let's get into today's show with your host, Outdoor Man Dan. Hey, welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is Marina, with Marina Gibson. This woman has a lifestyle that most want and, and is definitely jealous of. This episode, you are what you eat. It really is about that. It is the about salmon fishing, salmon farming, um, and the, and what is going on in our UK rivers. Well, not just the UK rivers. Really. Magic wine isn't got magic mushrooms in it, but this stuff is magic. This little, I'm always sceptical on using supplements, but this little shot of goodness is, has helped me focus, it's helped me remember, it's helped me stay calm, and it's helped me keep myself on track. With easy, easy to take shots, it tastes good, and there's not much more to say apart from you need to try it. If you if you're struggling with concentration or product productive pred- uh, easy to say productivity and stuff like that, you need this in your life. So you can go to Outdoor Man and get fifty percent off. No, sorry, you can use the code Outdoor Man and get fifty percent off, or go to www.magicmind.co forward slash Outdoor Man. This product is well worth the time and effort to have a look, but. Less about that and more about what we're here for, and that is Marina and her. She's going to tell us about salmon fishing and all of that. So, Marina, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. So, before we get into the the salmon farm itself, how did the fishing start for you? Well, my family were all very much into fishing. My my mum and my dad. So basically, we went like when my parents organized a holiday it was normally around fishing so we didn't really have a choice to be fair we just packed the car we would you know pack all the stuff that we needed for a week and most of it most of our holidays were in Scotland yeah like I said we didn't have a choice we just had to go with our parents and and a lot of that time in, during our childhood was spent down by the river where was a favourite place to fish on the river? Which riverside was your favourite to fish? I mean, I loved all of our Scottish trips. It didn't really matter where we were. We also learned at a local trout fishery where we we lived like 10 minutes away, five minutes away. And um, we used to go there quite a lot. And my mum was telling someone the other day, actually, that when we went fishing here, the guy who kind of looked after us there, he would take the fish and gut it in front of us and pull out the heart and, and show us that it was still pumping. And as kids, it sounds really gruesome for a lot of adults, but actually when you're a kid, that's quite intriguing, I guess. So as I said in the intro, the thing we I wanted to talk to you about, and we've been, this is what, two years in the in the recording, I think, roughly, we've, I've been trying to get hold of you and you've been swanning off here, there and everywhere and living that lovely life, was the salmon farming. I know like diets and everything else and people are eating more fish there's more demand and everything else but obviously there's the other side of like everything like the battery farming with the chickens and that whole big world of everything it all sort of gets a bit corrupted not corrupted much for the wrong word to use but it, the system gets broken and I, mm. I know i don't understand it all so this is why i'm coming to you so tell me a bit about it 
So, I mean, for as long as I can remember, we have been sort of rallying for closed containment pens. And even when I was really small, I remember my parents talking about farm salmon and how it wasn't, you know, the way that their infrastructure was built was just not good for the wildlife around it. And it over the years, now let's say I'm 32 and we were talking about it when I was about 10 years old. Now fast forward, and it's even worse than before. I mean, salmon farming is obviously a, a huge industry and it brings in a lot of money for this country, but if it's bringing in so much money, then why can't they invest in infrastructure? It's a bit like, you know, pollution on the rivers, the sewage systems, Victorian systems. Instead of investing in those infrastructures, the money has gone into the shareholders' pockets. And it's kind of similar with uh, salmon farming. And there are many countries out there who have researched and developed their aquaculture, but it seems like we are just so far behind and it really, I mean, I guess it really takes the government to make these um, farms and invest and develop. There are many issues with salmon farms. For example, it is, like you said, like battery chickens. There's a lot of fish in one pen, which obviously causes a lot of disease and lice infestations. And the problem is, is that you have wild fish, especially the migratory ones, going past these pens. And a lot of them, you know, there's been some research recently with the Atlantic Salmon Trust, where the smolts that are actually going out to sea hang around in these estuaries for a lot longer than, than we expected. So they're picking up these diseases, this the, the lice, and as a consequence, we're losing a lot of our wild fish. And it's not just salmon, it's sea trout as well. And the the seabed around these farms is being decimated. And although we need these salmon farms, because obviously a lot of people now depend on salmon as their main protein, but the infrastructure and the, the way that they are built must must change because Otherwise, we're just going to lose more and more wild fish and, and also the environment that's surrounding these farms. Yeah. I mean, that was the, I tell you what, I, my mind went this morning because I sort of had a bit of a Google this morning. And actually, it's it, funny, I, I came up with a lot of pros pros for the salmon farm and a lot of the bump from the company saying how, how good this is, this, that and the other, and struggled to find any, any of the sort of the deep, dark, side of it all but but it struck me the same as the likes of shooting so you get someone like like my shooting where we've got a few we put a few hundred pheasants down on the ground and it's enough pheasants for the ground and, and all as well and then you get somewhere like um commercial shoot that pump the fe- pheasants into the ground and that, that all that does is disease the ground up takes all the all the, the bugs and the insects as well from the what from that and it's just just pheasants and i never actually thought that salmon, like like farming salmon, would be or farming fish, should I say, say not just just salmon, would be, would end up in the sort of same brackets. Really, it's a bit bit of a hard pill to swallow. Really, has it had a massive effect on the seabed with all the the insects and the um, like, like the kelp and and everything else that grows all around in them from you know them where the where the sea meets the estuary, as it were? Does it have a big impact on that? I mean, what I've seen, I've seen videos, you know, of a seabed which isn't right under the seabed it's quite far away and it's completely you know let's say if you put a camera into a, a 
fish farm pen, you can see a lot of excrements and, and it looks kind of like that. And yeah, but because, you know, basically in talking layman's terms, the fish are pooing in the water and the disease and everything else is just spreading in a wide area. The thing is, as like, let's say, for example, which this is this example is used a lot. We have a lot of, you know, cattle farms and, and pig farms. And although pigs look very dirty at uh, the farms because they like to be dirty, but yeah. you don't like the farming system. If you were treating your animals like that, you wouldn't get away with it for a very long time. You would be pulled up. You'd probably be closed down. And if they let you revive what you have left then you would have to change a lot uh, to continue to farm and because these farms are underwater and i'm actually not quite sure how many inspections there are but they can't be jumping in the pen and seeing how many fish are suffering because there's a lot of fish you know that they say the statistics are that 25 percent of farmed salmon in the pens dies so they have to be taken to landfill or I'm guessing burnt. Um, but the think about how many fish on top of that just pass the you know criteria and yeah. end up on your plate. These yeah, yeah. fish just pass, they're gonna be not that if you looked at them, they're not gonna be that nice cow that you've seen in the field that looks fat and they're gonna be pretty, you know, yeah, I don't know, scrawny or yeah deformed so yeah it's a it's a horrible industry but you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel because there are a few farms out there which are land-based there's one in iceland that is using it's sort of set on on the side of a cliff and it's using it's very energy efficient and it's using the it's almost like an aquifer and it's pumping clean water in and out all the time and i've seen a video put a GoPro through underwater to look at the, the fish and the water is crystal clear and they have a mortality rate, I think, below 1%. So there wow. is definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but the Scottish farms are really behind and it's just destroying, you know, a lot of things that, especially in Scotland, there's, there was such a, a huge tourism around salmon fishing. And now in places, it's just gone. Like yeah. they can't buy people to look after the fishery because there aren't any wild fish anymore. I mean, it's it's kind of um, a sad story, though, because we all knew it was coming and we just let it happen. I mean, we yeah. didn't. As fishermen, Yeah, yeah. same old same, isn't it? Yeah, but the government and the agriculture industry have let it happen. So what is the ideal situation for, for farming the salmon then, apart from not being in Scotland? I mean, we we really, farming fish is not, not ideal, but we have to do it to sustain the population. Yeah. But if it affects wildlife and wild fish, then it shouldn't be there. So, for example, the best solution right now would be to move these salmon farms to land-based pens and I'm waiting every day for an alternative on the shelf because at the moment I could say to people you know go fishing and catch a trout in a still water which has been put place there for taking for the table or I could say go and find 
trout in a supermarket or go and eat wild Alaskan sockeye because although it has air miles tagged to it, it's better than eating farm salmon in this country. But we have no alternative for, you know, for, for salmon for salmon. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting you know, there's talk of Iceland, there's a couple of other rumours about other land-based pens, but, you know, we someone needs to step up and start selling so that people like me and you and other people who are very passionate about it can say to people, um, you have a choice. It might be an, a pound more expensive, but you have the choice between carrying on with something that is is not sustainable, not eco or choosing something that is better. And also, if these pens move onto land, and if they find a way to keep the water clean, there's less disease, there's no lice. It's something that there are a few charities talking about. I'm an ambassador for Atlantic Salmon Trust, and they are very much, you know, scientific-based at the moment. And over the years, they have been uh, working very, very hard with their marine biologists and scientists to try and figure out a lot of things about salmon farming, but also about understanding more about Atlantic salmon. Wild fish are doing a great job with, you know, their main thing is is salmon farms trying to change that industry and also uh, pollution and abstraction. So there are so many fish charities. And that's why also I say that you know, fishermen, although some people might turn to us and say, yeah, but why do you fish? You know, you're hooking a fish in the mouth. But we we are the ones who are watching these problems develop. And we are the ones who are putting so much time and money and energy into trying to preserve and conserve these species. So that's why I'm, you know, when there's a quote, Lee Wolf, and I probably won't get it exactly right. But once you become a fisherman, you become a conservationist as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that, that goes through all the, the, the country pursuits. If you do it do it properly, you become a bigger conservationist because you see the bigger picture. I often say, I've said it three or four times on the show uh, to various people, that like I, I use the phrase hunting, which I hate because it's not just, especially in the UK, hunting is not hunting. You've got your fishing, you've got your shooting and so on and so forth. But it's it's like making a cake for conservation. You know, if you if you lose one of them things now, you don't get the cake. Because if you take, uh, in this case, you know, we talk about the fishing, you take the gillies out of the water, you know, the, the, who, who maintain the riverbanks and, and do all the other bits and pieces, like, you know, what used to be sort of catching mink and bits and pieces, which obviously mink are a little bit more rarer nowadays. But all that jazz that goes in with it, you would lose so much of the wildlife on, on the rivers. It's unreal. And, and people don't sort of see that work that happens. And it's a shame, really. Which actually brings me nicely on to my next point. I was going to ask, so obviously you've got, you mentioned earlier on about the, um, the sea trout, yeah, the sea trout, and we're obviously talking about salmon. Where are we going to go with helping salmon back in, our wild salmon back in our UK rivers? Because obviously in places it's numbers are low, in other places they're next to existence. What, where are we going to go? That is a million dollar question. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a lot of different factors that have decimated the salmon stocks. It's a difficult question to answer because there are so many different things that we would need to do to help them, you know, return in the numbers that they used to be. And I guess one of the, those things is the aquaculture industry because their migratory paths are 
you know, right past the salmon farms, a lot of them anyway. And also the fact that we have a lot of, you know, escapees from the salmon farms crossing with our wild salmon. So that was that was the next question. You can't go into that question yet. I haven't you haven't got to the points there yet. Go go on, carry on. Obviously that means that when they cross, when they reproduce together, it means that the genetics are not as strong as before. So you get a higher mortality rate, especially for example, when they go out to sea and they're in the big wide world and where there are a lot of predators, they might not be as fast, they might not be as smart or go as far as the wild salmon would go to find food. So I think there's a lot of habitat in the rivers that have been taken away. There are sort of fish passes that perhaps aren't working properly and pollution as well is a is a big thing because when they lay their eggs or the water isn't as good as it should be. We have a lot more predators now. So there are a lot of predatory birds. There's a lot of big mammals that that feed on them. So I think there was some really interesting statistics that came out after the Atlantic Salmon Trust has uh, have tagged the smolt. In a lot of cases, they were actually losing 50% of the smolt before they even reached the estuary. So it means wow. that our rivers have problems as well. It's not just out in the ocean. It's not just the fish farms. It's difficult because if you think about the whole of the UK, it's such a vast area. And to actually make a difference, everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone has to want to restore habitat. Everyone has to want to stop pollution and also control predators. And that usually comes from the government first. So it's really in the hands of the government. And also, I guess, these charities, what they're doing is they are producing a lot of reports and statistics. And hopefully that will help prove that certain things need to change. But the most, that you know, a lot of people will think of or hear about wild salmon and they won't really be you know if they're not connected to it they won't really care as much as we do and so you have to look at it on the flip side salmon fishing is quite a small percentage of the population right so i don't you know people as long as they're getting salmon on the table they don't really care where it's come from right so it's really important to educate as many people as possible and hope that people well, more people who ne- don't necessarily fish will care about wild fish and and also the environment. The salmon is the canary, I guess, of the river. They're depleting. In some cases, the salmon are gone, which means there's something very, very wrong with either our rivers and our oceans or both, it, which means that you dip it, having a dip in the summer with your kids in the river, if it's polluted, is not a good idea. Yeah, it starts upstream, doesn't it? It starts from the from the beds where they lay the eggs right through. And you think if you think of all the farming, I'm going to set up and really dig on the farmers here. I'm not, but you know, you got the chemicals coming off the fields when it rains into most of the rivers. Not all the rivers, because they at the, at the end of the day, most of the ditches are filled up now anyway. But you got them all their man made chemicals, and that doesn't go away. You've then got natural things going in the rivers like trees, brash stuff like that and you like you said we said earlier on about all this, the sewers and bits and pieces that that ends up somewhere along the river course normally then you've got the salmon farmers and then you've got the big bad ocean and that's that's a lot of variables to play with and unfortunately out of nearly all them variables we're to blame i agree totally that education is key 
that's something I've been harping on for now since actually since I started my career as a gamekeeper I sort of went down that road but like you said people still buy battery farm chickens so because as long as it's chicken they don't care where it comes from oh that's chicken and they don't see in the end goal my sister-in-law is a prime one for this so if I say I'm going fishing and I put a picture up on Instagram that I've caught a trout or something like that um that's usually where I go to my to my local um lake and she can't stand it but yet she'll buy the fish from the supermarket and cook yeah. it and I'm like well at least, at least my fish had a chance didn't have to bite the fly for a start and secondly he probably just lucked out because I decided to kill that one and not put him back but if you've had a life some like them, them salmon farmed fish don't have a life like the battery farm chickens just swimming around around circles in their nets with the mates that are all probably scabbed up and diseased up which is actually some horrendous photos if you go googling or look at um is it, is it corin smith on instagram he gets- I, was, I was literally just about to say check out corin smith's page on instagram because it is horrendous and you probably won't eat farm salmon again yeah and, and I, I look at salmon <laughs> I've, I've, i was gonna go down the um sort of the carnivore type diet and it's a lot of fish i'm like yeah i'm a bit opposed to that at the moment i'm start, i'm struggling to eat fish at the moment just because you just look at the picture and you think jesus yeah, I guess it's important to say to people who do not know much about salmon, a lot of people will turn and say, well, okay, well, where can we get wild salmon? Wild salmon is not really a thing anymore because, first of all, we don't have enough of them, so you sh- yeah. shouldn't really be. And that's sad because the thing is, is a lot of the older generation, they go salmon fishing to take one for the table. But the thing is, is there's just simply not enough salmon to to fish like we used to like i used to have like a freezer full of salmon because my parents used to kill everything when i was younger because that was you know that was the the thing that everyone did but the the problem is is that the the next generation being brought up around this type of salmon fishing they won't be able to compare it to what for example i think i was the last I guess I'm the last generation to know that it was used to be better than this. But the generation in front of us, they're not gonna, they're not gonna know how good it was before. So that's kind of a scary thought to think that they won't be fighting for what we're fighting because they won't really understand it, because they will have no connection. Unless you, of course, you've been brought up in a like salmon fishing family where you, they talk about it a lot. But I think um, yeah, it's just a terrifying thought that you know, some headlines are saying that salmon, wild salmon are going to be extinct. And then the next thing is, okay, well, what do we do about that? Well, we'll have to start hatcheries up, but this costs millions of pounds. I mean, we had one of the best salmon fishing countries in the whole world, Atlantic salmon. And now we are scratching the barrel, trying to catch weak, if that. So just horrendous, really. And the thing is, is it's always money before before nature. Like the reason why there are so many salmon farms still going in the way that they're going is because of money, because it brings in so much money for the Scottish government. And they just ignored everyone. They ignored all the... All the signs. Yeah. 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 And it's funny how everything always boils down to money, isn't it? Or government or both in this case, which is it is a real shame. I'm, I was very late to the... The fishing party um i mean just sort of last couple of years sort of got into it 
And I, I needed another hobby. You know, I haven't got a gun cabinet full of guns behind me. You know, I've now got a cupboard full of rods, you know, and then like we were saying earlier on, the spear fishing, so I've now got spit two spear guns. I only need one. I've got two. And it's it's sad to think that I'm not going to get or be able to get the opportunities just to go and do what others have had been able to do because of because of something so so simple to be honest mm-hmm. like I was, I was talking about salmon to a friend of mine the other day about fishing for salmon and he went well do you want to go to Iceland I'm like I think I'm gonna have to it, it's sad that you know like you said once upon a time I could have gone a few hours up the road and been fishing for salmon you know and quite a few salmon to the point now where I've got to get on a plane and probably fly if I want a chance of catching a couple of salmon the thing is, like, also, I mean, what I haven't mentioned as well is that we have obviously a lot of commercial boats out there, for, you know, netting a lot of the fish. I mean, I saw something the other day that said that we've taken the first, you know, top half of the the fish in this country, like the first fifty percent of oh. the fish. That's why they're they're bottom trawling because yeah. we have nothing left, and we've sold all our fish fishery rights to you know, other countries and they're scooping up. And even if they aren't meant to be targeting salmon, they're still catching them and it's it's bycatch, you know, and yeah. they're dying because a lot of the time, you know, these huge nets scooping up so many fish, they then get like uh, pulled together, scrunched in, and then it goes into a tight pool, which is then lifted up onto the, the boat. And the, the, by the time they start chucking these fish back, whether they do or not, they're dead. So... It's there's so much waste in this world, and it's you know that's why I definitely am more conscious about what I what I eat, like where my meats come from or where the fishes come from. I usually, you know, it's it's such a vicious circle. But I'm trying, you know, to be a little bit more wary of, of what I'm eating and not eating as much because there is so much waste everywhere. Yeah, I get that, and that's one of the reasons why I started outdoor man. To be honest, that was that that was the main the main clincher for me you know i even thought about starting its own um instagram um sort of page but something called like the ethical freezer just where you know all the bits and pieces mm-hmm. that go into freezing you can you can sort of keep because, because you know it's just so, like you said so much wastage yeah, and that and that goes for everything even through the shooting community if you you, you only got to look a few months back there'll be there'll be there'll be images somewhere where someone shot pheasants and then chucked them out the window on the way home because they didn't want them and uh, there's people crazy in, and there's people starving in the UK, homeless, and you just think it's got to be, it's got to be some middle ground. Mm. But unfortunately, we're losing it. So, if anyone wants to find any more information, where can they find it? So, I would visit, obviously, look at Corinne Smith's page because I'm pretty sure that's the number one reason why some people have stopped eating farm salmon. Um, check out Salmon Trust, what they're doing in a sort of scientific way and also what you know campaigns they have and they've got a lot of articles on their website check out wild fish as well um they're covering a lot like abstraction which is also terrible we're running out of water and we're sucking the rivers dry um the salmon farming stuff that their their campaign off the table which is basically trying to make uh chefs and other food influencers stop using uh, farm salmon and who else would i say look at and the thing is is like also every time I post about farm salmon. I get like some some people who obviously work on the farm salmon, the the, the salmon farms, uh, sort of trolling me. And 
they're saying, you know, you don't know anything. And the proof is there already. Like we all know that farm salmon, the agriculture industry is bad and it has to change. We're not trying to cancel salmon farms. We're not trying to take them away. We're trying to change them for the better. And that is not a bad thing. You can't argue against that. No. And I can't think off the top of my head, um, Missing Salmon Alliance, that's a great one as well. There's so much information online. You just have to literally type into Google, you know, salmon farms or should I eat farm salmon? Or, you know, there's a lot of campaigns at the moment and scientific proof that it's not really that great. But hopefully, you know, one day soon, this Icelandic salmon farm will have an alternative or another salmon farm somewhere else and hopefully one day in the uk as well because yeah. you know once we can divert farm salmon in scottish farm salmon to actually a sustainable one that is more eco environmentally friendly then hopefully we'll try try and change a lot more you know minds yeah uh, indeed thank you very much for for coming on of what finally coming on shall i say because say it's been two years yeah and it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you thanks for having me You've been listening to the Outdoor Man Podcast. We're glad you're here. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Outdoor, on Instagram, Outdoor underscore Man underscore Podcast, on Facebook, Outdoor Man Podcast, and you can even reach us by email, dan at outdoorman.uk. Let us know your outdoor questions and be sure to tag us when you're outside living your best life. Until next time, be the example. Be the example.